Well, good morning, TFRC. How are you? Uh, my name is Brett Friesman. Apparently, I'm the one that's been doing all this hazing uh, this summer in between all my trips. But it's great to have you here this morning uh, to get in God's word with you. Uh, this morning, we're kicking off our last summer series, and we're titling it, While You Are Sleeping, uh, mainly because we're all suckers for Sandra Bullock. But uh, no, we're going to be looking at stories in the Bible where people are sleeping on what God has for their lives and going to be exploring uh, how it is we might need to wake up to what God is telling us. Uh, by a show of hands, uh, go ahead and raise them if you are a light sleeper. Who are the light sleepers here? Raise them high and proud. All right. Uh, who are my deep sleepers? Who are the deep sleepers here? There's a lot of hands that didn't go up, guys. Um, now, raise your hand if you are the, um, how would I say it? Sleepers who sleep deep, but only when circumstances apply for it, like the lawn has to be mowed or the dishes have to be done. <laughs> that would be myself, I, I'm, I think I'm sad to say. But uh, since my wife, Laura, and I started having kids, uh, I've become a very deep sleeper. and I really am a deep sleeper. Um, to the point that I am worthless between the hours of midnight and 5 a.m. You cannot wake me up. It's just crazy. Uh, my wife has really appreciated this development as we're raising three children. But uh, anyways, in college, the slightest noise, uh, even my, my roommate snoring, would wake me up and I would be so angry. But as the years have gone on, I think you could probably have a middle school marching band come to my bedroom and play right in front of me and I would still stay asleep. Um, sometimes when we fall asleep, uh, we can find it difficult to wake up. It might be because we're too comfortable, maybe we're too tired, or maybe we're just so deeply asleep that we can't wake up to what's happening in the world around us. I think the same can be said about us spiritually. We all have seasons with our walk with Jesus where we find ourselves metaphorically sleeping and hard to wake up. But how do we respond when God calls to us in our slumber. Our sleeping story from today comes from 1 Samuel 3, verses 1 through 10. And our scripture reader for the day is Tammy Acosta. So Tammy, would you please walk to the center? And would you all join me in standing and facing the center of the room? We do this as a reminder that scripture is to be central in our lives and is the primary lens in which we view the world. So Tammy, whenever you're ready, go ahead and get started. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not gone out, and Samuel was lying in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. And again the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called, Samuel. 
And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Thank you, Tammy. You can all be seated. What's the purpose of my life? What am I meant to do? Who am I meant to be? These are questions that all of us struggle with, regardless of the stage of life that we're in. It can be difficult to recognize God's calling for our life, but maybe it's only difficult because we're sleeping on what God is calling us to do. Our passage today is about the calling of Samuel. As we look at how God called him, there's so much that we can learn about who God is and how we should pursue the calling he has for our lives. In the story, uh, we're introduced to both Samuel and Eli, who are literally sleeping when we meet them. But there's a greater moral and spiritual slumber that's happening in Israel. Our story takes place during the time of the judges. It was a time before Israel had a king. And during this time, uh, God would raise up different leaders to help them when they were being oppressed or when they needed help. Throughout this period of time, there was this terrible cycle of doing what was right in their own eyes instead of what was right in the eyes of God. Israel chose to do what was right in their eyes by giving into idolatry, by living into their wants and their desires. Morality and spirituality were all subjective. This created a moral and spiritual slumber that allowed for God's people to neglect their calling for their lives. But God would still be faithful and he would deliver judges that would help protect them. But even the judges would mess up. And in our passage, we are shown the physical manifestation of Israel's slumber through the character of Eli, who is the priest and judge of this time. Even he had fallen asleep to what God's calling was in his life. In verse 2, it talks about his eyes becoming so weak that he could barely see. This was symbolic of his inability to see and do what was right in the eyes of God. In previous chapters, we're shown the wickedness of Eli's sons, and he has an opportunity to rebuke them, but really doesn't do much about it. We see Eli's sons have a constant disrespect for who God is and what his policies are. In some ways, Eli chose to love his sons more than he did God. Eli had allowed himself to grow distant from God. And over time, this compromised his ability to do what was right in his eyes. All of this contributed to the moral and spiritual slumber of Israel. 
But the beauty of God is he has this amazing ability to work through broken people and broken circumstances. In the midst of this spiritual sleeping, there's a young boy learning under Eli. And this boy's name was Samuel. And Samuel was a special boy. He was born from Hannah. And Hannah couldn't have children, but she prayerfully uh, went to God faithfully. And God provided a son for her. And so she then gave her son back to God to serve under Eli. It was in the midst of this spiritual slumber that God chose to call out to Samuel. Looking at the story, there's a lot we can learn from Samuel about God waking us up to our calling. We see that God woke Samuel up to his calling by, spe- by unexpectedly speaking. When we look at the nature of God's unexpected voice, we see that he spoke at an unexpected time and place. We see that he spoke when it was quiet. And we see that he spoke with authority. In verse 1, it says that in those times, it was rare to hear from God. And it even says that Samuel didn't even know who the Lord was yet. He had not yet been revealed to him. God's decision to call Samuel took him by complete surprise. He never saw it coming. It was a night like any other night. And isn't that how God works in our lives with our calling too? It all happens out of the blue. So it seems. Many times when God speaks, it comes at a time and place where we least expect it. It could be on the ride to work, while lying in our bed, while reading our Bible, while spending time in prayer, while shopping at the grocery store. Oftentimes God will call us to something at a time or place where we least expect it. But know that his timing is always very intentional. We should also take note that God spoke when it was quiet. It's in the quiet places we often hear him, isn't it? Now this is not because he doesn't speak elsewhere, but often we're too busy to listen to what he's trying to tell us. God spoke to Samuel in a place where no other voices could be heard. If we find ourselves longing to hear the voice of God, to find his calling, maybe we need to spend a little bit more time in the stillness and the quiet of life. God's unexpected voice also speaks with authority. Each time that God cries out Samuel's name, he, there's an exclamation mark behind it. It's not, hey, Samuel, Samuel. No, Samuel! Samuel, when God speaks unexpectedly, he does so in a manner that is bold, that is very easy to hear. For most of us, God might not speak to us audibly or maybe even in person, but let me tell you, he does speak boldly. He does this through his Holy Spirit, through his word through godly people in our lives that speak truth to us. When God wakes us up to our calling, he does so in a way that's powerful and convicting. God woke Samuel up to his calling by unexpectedly speaking to him, but also through persistently seeking him. 
God didn't call out to Samuel one time and it's like, oh, you snooze, you lose. Sorry, calling's gone. God continued calling out to him until he heard and responded. When Samuel failed to understand who was calling him, God continued to cry out. When God calls us to something, he doesn't give up on us when we misunderstand it's him. He's faithful to us and he's faithful to the plan he has for the world. When I was hired here, I was the fourth youth guy in five years. And in that time span, every time the youth spot opened up, I heard a voice telling me to go and apply. But the first couple times, I didn't listen. Each time I had some sort of excuse as to why I couldn't do it. The first time it was, well, you know, I'm too young. I don't have enough experience. The second time was, well, you know, I don't know if I can really lead these students faithfully. But the third time was a little different. The third time I listened to God's call. And he didn't speak in this audible voice that I could hear. He spoke through godly mentors in my life, boldly. Like Samuel, it took God calling out to me a few times before I was able and willing to understand that it was him who was calling me. When it comes to our calling, God continues calling us until we hear him, until we respond. In this passage, it's easy to see God's persistent seeking of Samuel. But we also see God using Samuel to persistently seek Eli. Eli had fallen asleep in his faith. But God kept calling to him to wake up. And it's funny, in our scripture, you notice there's three times that Eli is woken up by Samuel. And it takes three times to figure out, oh, this might be God speaking. God used Samuel to persistently wake up Eli to his calling as a priest and mentor. Even though Eli hadn't been doing a great job as a priest and a judge, God continued to wake him up to his calling. Some of us here uh, might think that we've already lived out the calling that God has for us. Maybe we're retired. Maybe we've already uh, finished one season of life. But this is a great reminder that God is constantly calling out to you. And you are never done with his calling for your life. It's important to understand how God could be waking us up to our calling. But it's also important to understand how we should respond when he calls our name. When we look at our passage today, we see that Samuel woke up to God's calling with a willingness to listen. Although God had to call his name six times uh, before he responded to him directly, you see from the get-go that Samuel had a willingness to respond. It says in the passage that he responds to what he thinks is Eli's voice with a, here I am. What here I am meant was uh, an availability to be fully present to what Eli needed. His listening was not just hearing, but it was an act of obedience. There was a response that was elicited from his listening. 
his willingness to listen to Eli would be carried over to his relationship with God. After being informed that he was hearing God's voice, when his name was called out twice, Samuel, Samuel, he responds with, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Once again, his listening would express a devotion and obedience to the one who is speaking. This time, God. Having a willingness to listen to God's call in our lives means having a commitment to be devoted to and obedient to the calling that he gives us. Our listening should elicit a response of obedience. As Samuel displayed a willingness to listen, he would also display a heart of submission. When he came and said, speak for your servant is listening, not only was he expressing his devotion and obedience to God, he was also presenting himself humbly from a place of submission. Samuel's response to his calling was one of obedience and humility. He was willing to accept the role of a servant of God. He would continue to show this through his life as a priest, prophet, and judge. When accepting God's calling, we must do so with a heart of submission. One where we're willing to acknowledge that he's the one in charge and that he's created us for a purpose in his divine plan. So many times I think people hear God's calling, but instead of pursuing it with humility, we go and we try to manipulate it to fit our own internal intentions. Instead of saying, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, we say, listen, God, for your servant is speaking. Isn't that how we treat God? We're going to do what we want to do to fulfill your call. No, there's a submission that we must have to live a life that God has truly called us to live requires total submission to his plan and we see Samuel do this. Later on in his life, uh, there's an opportunity where the Israelites cry out, we want a king. And Samuel's like, I don't know, that doesn't sound like a good idea. And God's kind of, yeah, it's probably not a good idea. But he says, you know what? Give them their king. And so Samuel says, okay, I will. The story of God calling Samuel should challenge us to recognize how he's trying to wake us up to the calling he has for our lives and how it is we should respond to it. Earlier I mentioned that this story takes place during the time of the judges and that during that time people were choosing to live their lives uh, with what was right in their own eyes versus what was right in the eyes of God. This is an ancient story. But does that concept seem a little familiar to you in our current cultural context? Are we not in a time of idolatry? Are we not in a time where morality and spirituality are subjective? Life and death are subjective? 
Violence is subjective. Sexuality is subjective. Maybe God is calling us to gain some perspective. Are we allowing for ourselves to sleep and give into our culture? Are we sleeping on the calling that God has for our lives? If we claim to be Christians, if we claim to be followers of Jesus, we all have a, call, a common calling outside of our vocation, outside of our opinions, outside of our own plans. When we look to scripture, it says in Matthew 22 that we are called to love God and love others. When we look at Matthew 20, it says that we are, to, we are called to go and make disciples. And as we do this, we are called to try our best to be peace bearers who reflect the shalom of Jesus and bring heaven to earth. That is our calling as followers of Jesus. So I ask, have we fallen asleep on the calling that God has for our lives? Are we too busy worrying about our own plans, our own agendas, our own calling? Is God asking this morning to wake up? If we find ourselves realizing that maybe we've been sleeping on God's calling for our lives, it's important for us to remember not to get too down on ourselves because even the disciples who personally knew Jesus fell asleep on their calling. When we look at John 21, we see a story where uh, after Jesus had been resurrected, he'd already appeared to his disciples. Uh, but after already appearing, they, they returned to where they started. It says this, I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net onto the right side of the boat, and you'll find some. When they did this, they were unable to haul in the net because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord! As soon as Peter, Simon Peter heard him say, it's the Lord. He wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and he jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. Even the disciples fell asleep on their calling. But Jesus continued seeking them, persistently seeking them back to their calling. And that's the beauty of the gospel is he continues letting us do that. It's not one and done. He keeps coming back for us. I love how the disciples were so caught up in their own agendas. They didn't even recognize that Jesus was the one calling. I think there might be seasons of our lives where we, we head out to sea with our own agendas. But it's important to know that Jesus is always at the shore calling to us, reminding us of who we are supposed to be. In Samuel's calling, 
we see God unexpectedly call out to a little boy persistently in a spiritually and morally sleeping world. He responds with a willingness to listen and obey and does so with a heart of submission. Are we ready to wake up to the God, to, to, to the call that God has for us as followers of Jesus in the same way? So, what is the purpose of my life? What am I meant to do? Who am I meant to be? I'm called to love God and love others. I'm called to go and make disciples. And I'm called to be peace bearers of Jesus in a world of chaos. In what ways have we been sleeping on God's calling for us? How can we start living out his calling in the context of our own lives? Let's pray. God, we love you and we thank you for the truth that your word reveals. Lord, we ask that if we are sleeping on your calling for us, that you wake us up. Lord, wake us up boldly in a way that we can be a light in the world. God, I pray that uh, we're able to live into the calling you have for our lives and that, for you, that you allow us to grow closer to you as we do it. We love you, God, and it's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Let's close with this blessing. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.